live from a bunch of French players doing a bunch of random Fortnite emotes. That's and the thing that Griezmann did. You were right about that. It's a vocal minority good. podcast. I am happy. I still can't believe they do celebrations from a free fucking video game. I think millionaires will have Raise your voice. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that would like season two of the World Cup to start. Thanks. However, since we can't have that on this week's show, we take a look back at the 2018 World Cup and say goodbye to the wonderful, wonderful chaos of the past month. Um, We'll also talk CPL, hear from a couple MLS coaches. Ooh. Uh, And, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about TFC. Sorry. Well, bring the room down. I know. Uh, Now to today's panel. Sitting here all decked out in brand new Hamilton colors. And also wrong about the World Cup, by the way. It's Mark Hinckley. But I was right about so many other things, it's including true. what the color should have been. Let's not get into that. You saved for later. Uh, kind of getting excited about TFC being bad again. Also wrong about the World Cup. Welcome to Duncan Fletcher. Oh, well, this is harsh, isn't it? I, what is, I don't know what we I, did to deserve this. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. This is... Just a little bit. Hmm. If one of you had been right, I would never hear the end of it. Mm. Really? I kind of was happy with all the teams. I, was, I would have been happy with all I was just rooting for football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you would, because you're uh-huh. a tournament. And hoping that the tournament overall might put a positive spin on Vladimir Putin and his recent struggles. Mm-hmm. Can you cut his mic, please? Can we this uh, I want to see where this goes. Also, also, if the next introduction doesn't at least have the word gentleman at least once. Uh, well, that, that might be the, the uh, intro right. after that. All right, well, let's see. Uh, let's see how this goes. Also wrong about the World Cup is the absent Tony Walsh. He's busy building a shrine oh, to yeah, Hugo Lloris, Harry Kane, and Luka Modric. Or at least that's my assumption. Sure, sure. Mm. Um, yeah, don't use gentlemen there. No. What a waste. Fuck that guy. But what's Harry Kane done to be in that? This is a little matter I'll, I'll of a golden it. boot. I'll allow it. Yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs> sure, the, the, the two goals against Tunisia were very nice. Especially the winner against Tunisia. That's a very well-taken head up. Yeah, then, all right, ooh, three penalties and one that bounced off your heel. Awesome. Did you see the save that Subasic made? The save that Subasic made. You know that one that was ruled offside and it looked like Kane hit the post from like a yard out? Sure, yeah. No, Suicic got his hand on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize oh, it was a boot? I thought it was a boot. Still, though, score. And it's not even that one. It's like the first chance. Sorry, that was a horrible fucking shot. Just, just, and he got a second one. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so. There's okay. banning tactics coming up. We need the time. That's true. Welcome to our super sub. Do you hear that, Footy Talks Live? He's our super sub. Hours. Hours. Joining us is gentleman football writer. From MLS Soccer dot Toronto backslash underscore footy tilde the Reds uh, ampersand dollar sign. It's James Grossi. You forgot the Antero Bay. Mm. Oh, I mm. did forget the Antero Bay. Yeah, gentlemen, James Grossi. That, that's the, your official wrestling name. <laughs> it's a classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah. yeah, that's what it says on my business card too. So yeah, nice, nice. So yeah, you just you keep that in your hat there. You just sort of pull it out. Gentleman yeah, James Grossi. Yeah, on the other side it says press. Press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Do yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that man there, he's part of the media. It says press. Yes. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many places I can get you to. 
All right, well, as for me, I'm basking in France's glorious victory. And if the VMP had a pool going, I would have won the big prize. But we don't do that, so instead, I'm just going to be obnoxious and lord it over the guys for a little while. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Thank you for this song. You're, you're very welcome. The no, best, no, the best song, C'est l'amour. If, if you're looking them up on Spotify, whatever, C'est l'amour is uh, Stereo Total's best song. I, I you heard it here it first, VMP listeners. Still. Mm. Well, we can go first. Solid. First up on our show, it is the World Cup recap. <clears throat> uh, hate to say goodbye to such a great World Cup um, tournament. It's just one of those ones that we're going to talk about. I think we will. I hope we will, because it was kind of freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Goals, upsets, a little bit of VAR controversy, because apparently we have to have that. Uh, very close to a, a first-time winner. Uh, just tons of great storylines, great matches to watch. You know, it was just silly, silly fun. It's kind of everything you want in a World Cup, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mind the, you know, the time difference worked out well for us uh, on the eastern seaboard most of the time. Unless you have jobs, but yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm sure the Russians were entirely happy about it. Oh, but yeah, well, we're going to be playing games at ten or eleven o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> okay, works for me. Yeah, it works great for me. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't want it to be over. Mm. I want there to be more World Cup. I know. You only have to wait another four and a half years now, so the clock is ticking. Mm. Damn it. Uh, the gold, the gold cup will be coming along next year. That's true. That'll that'll Nations totally League, fill that, the void. That, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Where we all get to learn by fire as to how this fucking thing actually works. <laughs> Pretty much because no one seems to know. Right. Yes. Yeah, it that's coming. Like yeah, it is. <laughs> I know. We keep forgetting yeah. about there's it. Part of me it feels like it's a super elaborate, long-winded square dance. You know, like you do see do, and then you switch partners three months later. Or, or, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just. I'm excited to learn. Let's as long learn. as you can spin them round and round. I yeah. think that seems like fun. Well, somebody's not getting promoted or demoted. Right. Right. All right. Well, the winner, France. Yay. Yeah. It's Le Bleu. Ah, Le Bleu. <laughs> yes. Mm. You really? You well. I knew come on. Right. That was a really fun match. It yeah, was. I had no problem with it. Lots of goals. Surprising number of goals. Mm-hmm. We were like, what is happening? Um, not that many fouls. I thought it was a really well-called game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, both teams. Okay. Yeah, you know, so you, you look at France's goals in the first half. There were uh, very dubiously calls that uh, led to both of them, really. Croatia got screwed. You were agreeing with the handball while we were watching it. Sure. More than once mm. you said, I can, you were arguing for it. Yeah, it's more the, uh, the, the free kick that led to the first goal. I didn't really pay much attention to it at the time, but you can look at that one and say, oh, that's fucking terrible. Okay, never happy. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed the fact that both teams were like, there to play, like there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of fucking around. This was, you know, both teams seemed to have a good game plan. Um, we're really into the game. And I just thought it was really, at least for me, not just because they won, 
but overall as a game, really enjoyable to watch. And I, until very, very close to the end, I wasn't entirely sure that Croatia wasn't going to, you know, score a couple goals and send this into added, ex, you know, into extra time because that's their thing. And I would have been happy had that happened. In fact, I think I would have been tonight. Mm. Yep. Mm. But then you would have been so upset when you when were Croatia all right. won on penalties, and then you'd be like, "Oh, I never get anything right," and we'd be all like, "Ha ha!" Because apparently that's what you think was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tony would have been here to rub it in your face, I guess. Probably. Yeah. That, that's the only reason he's not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any general thoughts about the game? No. Yes. I say it was entertaining. Yeah. Disappointing result, but you know, there's some good moments in there. Hugo Lloris's adventures were entertaining. Uh, you know, Vladimir Putin with the umbrella at the end. Delightful. <laughs> Total gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. I roll. Um, that was yeah, funny. Yeah. Carl Robinson, cold night, looking kind of scruffy and. Uh, well, that again. Oh yeah, the, the 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 button. Yeah, do up your button, Carl. Yeah, do do your suit jacket up as well. Like, yeah, come on, everyone else is out there looking. And this is a World Cup fucking final, Carl Robinson. Come on. Uh, but yeah, yeah, lot lots of lots of stuff to enjoy there. That's Cardiff Four. I quite like that both teams sort of played the final the way that they had played all tournament. You know, France was just sort of cautious and sort of went about their business and, and struck when the chances presented themselves. And Croatia was that sort of tenacious, never say die sort of uh, approach that they'd taken to the whole tournament. So it was it was fun. I quite enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know if it was a, a classic final in the sense of how the, the two goals came and the whole VAR. Controversy about whether it was a handball and the mm-hmm. uh, the Hugo Lloris mistake is uh, hardly the sort of thing you want to see in the, the showpiece game. Of your Come career. on, yes, it is. That's fantastic. But he had several very good saves, and then that why not? It's classic Hugo Lloris. Nobody remembers the saves. <laughs> Too many goals to remember them. Mm. Yeah, that's why there was a lot of goals in that game. I don't know Mbappe. You know, youngest. Player to oh, and the celebrations were fantastic. France really, uh, I actually felt kind of bad for Croatia sort of having to sit there for a half an hour or whatever mm. it was while France sort of went about there. I, yeah, that took a really long time. That seems needlessly cruel. Well, give it uh, a, f- a few days and the, the, the paint will start chipping off the fake World Cup that they have uh, gave to France <laughs> and everyone will realize, hang on, the real one's still in Russia, isn't it? And uh, that that's... You know, that's what took half an hour was cobbling together a new pretend uh, okay. world Okay, that all, it all makes sense. Mm. All right. All right, well, favorite moment or favorite match or, or both of the tournament, whatever makes you happy. I thought the game was good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am the We've worst podcast on. host ever. I'm We've so mean to Mark. <laughs> I'm so we need sorry. more time for Vanny no, Yeah, no, it's true. No, <laughs> he's got a point. No, no, it's cool. I'm really, really sorry. Okay. I'm the worst. Uh, favorite moment of the tournament would be uh, sort of Germany versus uh, South Korea. Uh, Germany floundering at the end. Manuel Neuer up there playing left wing, terribly <laughs> losing the ball, and then that's the second goal. And uh, you know, magical Germany getting knocked out. That that's still the best part of it all, really. That England winning on penalties. Yeah, you know, that, that's kind of special in a way. But you know. that happens all the time. Though. Yeah, true, yeah, true. They, they're they're so used to no that. real need to point that out. No, no, no. Um, I sort of have two, but I'll go with one yeah, yeah, one to start, and then I'll, I'll save the other back, one sure. to make sure some 
see if somebody else has it as theirs was uh, seeing Panama finally score a goal and just sort of what that meant to their fans and I the fact this. that the fact that it was Felipe Beloy, a player who oh, uh, who I sort of have a bit of a soft spot amazing. for as a, you know one of those savvy veterans, one of those sort of Concacaf legends in his own way that sort of. Uh, has defined that team and defined this era for for a long time. And just to see that, I mean, that's one of the things that I think. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw all the controversy about whether teams were good enough to be at the World Cup and what that'll mean. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You qualified, you made it to the World Cup. Yeah, you're good like, enough to be in the World Cup. To, to be fair, ooh, Panama looks shit and they're struggling. Oh, you had to play against two teams that made the semifinals, like in your first two games. Yeah. yeah. Oh mm. wow. And then oh, you eventually get to uh, you look okay when you get to play with someone at your own level. Yeah, surprise. What it means to these sort of nations to have that sort of a day, like yeah. our our old friend Armando Cooper is going to be sort of a, a legend in Panama for the rest of his life, based on being one of the one of the first players to play in a World Cup. For him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that sort of stuff always puts a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I have a favorite moment, favorite match, and the moment was Panama's goal. Uh, much the same reasons. Anybody who thinks that they shouldn't allow the shitty countries into it into the World Cup, uh, <laughs> go get fucked because. <laughs> For the last forty years, they've all they've all had "quote unquote" shitty countries. But um, if how else would those countries have gotten in? I really don't want to see a World Cup that only has twenty four European teams, eight South American teams, and like one Asian team, one North American team, because everybody else is crap. Um, no, we already have something like that it's called the World Series, where only two countries play in it, or or the NBA World Championships, where only two countries play. Or the Super Bowl, which only has one country. Fucking World Championship, my balls. Anyway, Ooh. enough yeah. of that. Um, <laughs> please, Panama. I can't wait for the next Panama. Honestly, whoever that is, whatever country that is, make your debut, make a name for yourself, celebrate like you won the fucking thing over a goal in a 5-1, 6-1 thumping. Yeah. Favorite match, Belgium-Japan. Yeah, that's Holy that's 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 shit. mine. Yeah, like to me because I, I I rode the Belgian pony all the way to the finish line as best as I could, and the fact that they were down to nothing and came all the fucking way back, yeah. like it's that's that's that heart of a champion type, you know, mystique you put in the fucking books. Too bad they didn't win the cup to go with it, but yeah. god damn it, like that was that, and I felt I felt awful for Japan because. You're oh, up. because and they were so much fun too, you're, right? You're up like two nil, and you de- and, and they deserve the two nil without so question. Well, yeah, but yeah, just it's like hit my music, and out comes the comeback. The clean house is great. Oh, it's just I want to live in that game for a yeah. while. It's so good. Yeah, I've got the Belgian comeback just because that freaking game. But uh, speaking of Panama, um, the Panamanian commentators weeping. Oh my god, like, yeah. I get chills just thinking about it, like, I get a little teary when I think about it, just to see, just see what that meant to them, and, you know, I forget that there's no, like, bias in press rooms, like, fuck that noise, I know enough of you people that spend time in press confirm rooms. confirm there is no bias in press rooms. <laughs> no cheering, no whatever. No cheering. Yeah, no none whatsoever. Rooms. You're all liars, I Never. know a lot of you. Never. Um, but that, like, to me, like, that, that just... You know, it it, it 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 was such a great moment, and it like the game is it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal for so many reasons, and you know, it just shows what it means more than just the game itself. And I thought that was quite fantastic. I think uh, 
further to that was uh, was my second sort of moment was uh, Vita's kiss on the photographer when they when the Croatian oh players knocked over the Oh my god, that was so great! It was uh, it was just one of those moments that uh, you know we we often sort of get wrapped up in, in the games and who's moving on and stuff like that. And it was such a human sort of moment, and to see the look on the photographer's yes. face and, oh my gosh. and the pictures that came out of yeah. it, it was just a spectacular moment. Mm-hmm. As far as my match, I'm going to pick two because that's what I do as the super sub. Mm. It's uh, it's the end of Group B. The way that that last 20 minutes of, of Portugal and Iran and Spain and Morocco sort of played out was just absolutely incredible. VAR on both screens, sort of people Hated jumping around in terms of placement in the group. It was I've never seen anything quite that wild in terms of the end of a group in a, in a major tournament. Stupid Iran not finishing it off. Yeah. Shit. God, I wanted them to advance so badly. That would have been so great. Um, I also have, uh, for a goal, was Vertonghen's wonder goal. A goal. A totally unintentional goal, but that thing was beautiful. <laughs> so I, Dan Vertonghen for Golden. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Which game? The comeback. It was, oh. it was the one from the side. He's, oh, and you're trying to head it back oh, yeah, across yeah, the yes, box. Yeah, and, and, it, and it just, fucking it just crazy keeps going art. and into the court. What just happened there? Oh, he totally did that on purpose. Oh, he totally yeah, did that on purpose. That. Dan's known for that sort of thing yeah, all the time. He's no, yeah. in training all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was a hell of a kid. I mean, I kind of felt like it was going to take a weird, almost superhuman goal to kind of kickstart that that turn. And Yeah, that fit the bill. That's yeah, exactly... Yeah, that's basically that, what you I need. Don't, I, you're not going to top that as far as... This is going to need something impossible to break the jet. Oh, that, that looks impossible. Yeah. All right. Uh, your, your player of the tournament. Player of the tournament. For whatever reason. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going absolutely bog standard on this, and I have two again, as is my right. As is your right. I remember this do. being your rider. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you brought us pastries Green and M&Ms samosas. and two answers to everything. That's all that I ask for. <laughs> it's a good deal. I mean, have you seen this guy's production? Yeah, that's true. That's a press. Uh, Luka Modric, who deservedly is, is one of the players everyone's talking about, and, and N'Golo Conte, who I think were the two players that sort of defined not just how their two teams played, but sort of uh, what were some of the uh, the trends that we saw emerge in this tournament as far as which players drive matches and help determine the outcomes. So I thought those two were massive. Marcus? Um, the only thing I – my only criteria for the best players who kind of raise their stock is usually these tournaments have a, the you know, a bunch of players who, who just – like, like Yeah, you went from – you went from – from like, oh, I guess you did make the national team. Oh, I see why you're on the national team. Like, one of those. And may, there's probably super obvious ones, but the one that jumps out to me the most was Jordan Pickford. Sure. I yeah. Know shit yes. About him. Darlington legend Jordan <laughs> Pickford. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the Darlington string. No, I didn't. I didn't pull the Darlington string. I pulled the Jordan. Pickford. I don't know. Um. Yeah. He made a crap ton of. Really saves. amazing saves. Yeah. And because this goes back to the whole like conversation I think we had on here, we definitely had it offline, where like the number of times I had to go look up, who the fuck did these guys play for? Like, yeah, it was on here because you said I could name seven players. I couldn't name the rest. Uh, uh, he wasn't on any fucking list I had. 
mind you, none of the goalies were. I figured it was going to be Joe Hart and two other people. <laughs> but, uh, like, like unbelievable. If he's not yeah, – if the vultures aren't swarming for him to go somewhere else yeah. by the end of next season, he's had a – that means he's had a nightmare in August, August September, October. Everton's a big club too, Mark. Yeah, Mark. You're satisfied with that comment, aren't you? Look at the grin on this guy's face. He thinks, oh, uh, this is going to get Mark and shit with, with both of our Toffee supporters who listen. I'm probably <laughs> right. You're probably Hi, right. I will. I will. Alan supports Everton? No, he, Alan supports Chelsea. I'm sorry, Alan. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny if people supported Everton. I just there's Everton. a second one because there's... Mm. There must yeah, be. But yeah, no, I will. Well, mm-hmm. I will. Thank you, Duncan. Yeah. Um, I will also throw out uh, Darlington legend Kasper Schmeichel. Yes. And to, okay, he, again, did some very yeah. good things. I'm just sad that England and Denmark couldn't play against each other. And, you know, oh, you could have had the goalkeepers made their professional first team debut at Darlington. It would have been magnificent. I can only imagine the, the internal struggle you'd have as to who you'd put. Uh, I'd go with Kasper Schmeichel because I actually saw his uh, debut. Ooh. Yes. Fair. Excellent. Fair. Denmark's number one, we shouted. We were right. Eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You knew. You, you have the sight, Duncan. Okay. Mm. That eventually um, was very important. Yeah, well, yeah. He was like 18 or 19 at the time. Still. Yeah. All right. Well, as the host, I, I have two as well. So, so That's there. not allowed. I make up the rules. I get four now. No, you do not. We'll be here all night. Check um, the Luka Modric, because for all the reasons... Um, they wouldn't have been where they were without him. Not that the rest of Croatia did not play very, the rest of the Croatian team did not play very well, but he was just ridiculous and tireless. Like, I still can't get over like, watching him he looks tired. at the end mm. of those games. He always, he always looks tired, yeah. yes. But, like, watching him at the, at, you know, they've got 120 minutes and he's still, like, sprinting down the pitch and everyone else looks like they're dying and he's like, oh, oh, there it goes. Okay. Um, and then Kylian Mbappe, because what a tournament for him. Mm. You know, yes, he's incredibly talented, and, and, and you know, you've known that this last year, especially um, if you watch um, at PSG, but to have that sort of confirmed and have it confirmed on the world stage and to see him play as well as he did, uh, surrounded by a fairly young team as well. Like, like, like the whole team did really well, but uh, he just... He was wonderful, and it's not a knock against Conte or anything, who was ridiculous, but I think it was just delightful to see him now and sort of think about what's coming for him in the years to come. Like, we get, we get to watch this kid blow up. It's going to be great. I'm excited mm-hmm. about Like Michael Owen in 1998, if England had got to the final and Michael Owen had kept on doing well and all that sort of thing, but just the, the initial kind of impact. Yeah, okay. I hope he's not like. Ah, <laughs> uh, Michael Yowen had a good few years. That's true. All few. right. Well, this World Cup is sadly, tragically over. Um, ex World Cup it's in Qatar in 2022. Ooh. It's the Winter World Cup. Ooh. Yeah. Who so saw that fucking coming? Apparently, <laughs> will take place from November 21st to December 18th. Due to, you know, heat in a desert. Who to think it? Shocking. But the, the stadiums are air-conditioned. Apparently, no? they are very well air-conditioned, mm. but still, Winter World Cup. They didn't have a scientifically made clouds to cool things down? I, I, yeah, I thought Qatar could do all of it. 
But, mm. uh, Get Elon Musk on that. He right? Yes. yes, indeed, indeed. Can mm. he just air condition the entire country? Like, a dome. We need a dome. Get a dome put over a guitar just for the World Cup. Air condition the shit out of that show. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's not going to play havoc with anything. No. 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 What's the worst that could happen? I'm just, I just think that this is a valuable lesson for all of us to know and learn and, and, and really absorb is that if you have enough cash, you can literally fucking do whatever you want. Apparently. Anything. You can screw up the entire world's football calendar. Why? Money. Mm. <laughs> I hope they got paid too much. Honestly. Because <laughs> what the fuck else? Like eighty five percent of the leagues in the in world, the world are exactly fucked are fucked for this. For this, I mean, think of the MLS Cup playoffs. Oh my god, it's just the perfect appetizer for a World Cup. That's what I've always thought. As soon as the MLS Cup final is done, I'm like, damn, I can go for some World Cup right now. Ooh. I just, you know, I'm just gonna feel bad for uh, the first twenty minutes of the MLS Cup because everybody will still be in the pubs watching whatever fucking group game is on. That's gonna look real good. Showpiece event. Nobody's in the Stadium because, hey, we thought it would be a good idea to piggyback off the World Cup. No, you should have fucking had it earlier, Mr. Garber. Piece of shit. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Yeah, we have four years to figure this out. I guess the bright side is, is then there'll only be like three and a half years before, you know, Canada's glorious hosting Truth. of yes, the World Cup. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have ours in spring. Fuck mm. everything. <laughs> All that bad Canadian cash. As long as the hockey season is over. We're all going to contribute our Canadian tire money. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll and, have that uh, same problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. Canada stuns soccer soccer world by, you know, winning their group. Lead story. Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Followed by the Argos and something on the Raptors. Okay, and and I apologize in advance for this, but we have to talk about the Orlando game. Oh, yeah. All right. So room down. Sorry, we'll try to get through this sort of quickly. Um, yeah. Good luck. Like. Ah. Right. Sorry. Go on. Uh, it was a shit show. Uh huh. Fucking yeah. nightmare. Toronto FC. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Club in crisis. Real. We but, were ahead of the game with this whole thing. Yeah, we really were. Yeah, but know. the worst thing is, is this this came off the heels of that, you know, workmanlike draw against the Sporks. You know, like that was a solid game. A spectacular game, but it was, it was bad. <laughs> There's, I, I can't struggle to find things to say about this game. Okay, I'll take that's, that's it right there. This is going to cover it all up. It's awful. Mm. Like, they've all forgotten how to play defense completely. They don't look like they've ever played a match with one another. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they all look, for the most part, like they don't fucking care. Which I know isn't true, but that's how they look. 
At least I think that's, I hope it's not true. James will tell us more later. Um, it was just ugly. And yeah. we gave it, we gifted fucking Orlando. We let them win a game. They were, they'd lost nine games in a row. I'm just upset we're the slump busters. They would exactly. They why, would why are we the slump busters? Mm-hmm. Why do we keep giving we're teams the these special little gifts? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. also Dom Dwyer. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. Mm. So punchable. Rebound. We're the rebound and he scored. Yeah. Seriously, just slap me a third time. Is there mm. room for, what's the third slap? It's a good question. Yeah, it, it was just bewilderingly bad, really. And I hadn't watched a game in a, in a few weeks. And I was like, huh, wow, this is legitimately absolutely terrible. This isn't like you know, a good team, maybe missing some pieces, and that, but you know, you can see that the quality's kind of halfish there, and they're almost doing it. It was just, that was just absolutely fucking awful. Um, in many different ways. And I think we, we've seen that uh, Hagland and Zavaleta, uh, their level is, and the Iro. <laughs> Yo, and the Iro, yeah. when he was at Columbus with Chad Marshall, he looks like a decent, solid MLS defender. Oh my defender. god, they're he's, a, he's, he's the sort of guy that you could potentially build a defense around. And Hagland and Zavaleta, you know, aside Drew Moore, Mavinger, whatever, Right. Yeah, yeah they look these guys are competent. Can you guys run the defense? No, 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 you can't. Never mind. It's you, it's you, it's mm. you, it's you, it's you. Um, so yeah, their uh, Andy Iroh is their ceiling, which is not a terrible thing, but mm. shit, you 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 need a little more than that. Yeah, <sighs> injuries. Um, and yeah, then there was just everything else going you know, all the way up through to the front. There's nothing was working. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Even at the back as well, Bono looks shaky these days. He, he needs Hashtag lemon. Yeah. 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 Lemon. Maybe he's, he's like Stefan Frey. Oh, yeah, you look good when you're competent, but uh, if you've got a shit defense in front of you, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, you're not so good, are you? And Stefan Frey, not a terrible ceiling to have no, yeah, for an MLS no. team. It's comforting and... Nostalgic and familiar in a way. It's nice to see a smile again. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Been a, it's been a yeah. strange like mm-hmm. eighteen months. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. For those of you that asked us to be unhappy going forward on podcasts, here you go. But Duncan will be smiling while he does it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Uh, yeah. I I did not see a hell of a lot, and the fact that Lucky you. Yeah. No. No. I I watched the game. And when I say I didn't see a hell of a lot, I mean I didn't see a hell. It's not that I didn't see a hell of a lot of the game. It's I didn't see a hell of a lot to be like, okay, like it's not bad. You, you know, it's this sat down and watched ninety minutes of nothing. I watched, yeah, ninety three. Sure, right. Yeah. So there uh, are a couple minutes of stoppage time in the first half too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. 90, all right. 90, I just don't want to get into the goal part, which was one of the two bright spots that I counted. So, which will lead me to. Later segments. <sighs> mm. All right. Well, then, moment of the match. Uh, Michael Bradley being subbed off. Uh, <laughs> Somehow, I had a feeling you entertained me. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like there was talk on the thing, but it doesn't look as if he's too happy about it and everything. And you, know, you don't really see a lot of follow up on that in the press or anything. But uh, you know, uh, good. It was, pre- it was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm. My moment of the match was the two Orlando goals because I, 
They were sort of both such clear Is that allowed, examples. Kristen? Of, um, Moment, not man. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they were both sort of such clear examples of, of a lot of the things that have been troubling TFC over these past couple of months. And so to see see the side sort of not really not really clued into the game and sort of caught short by that quick free kick that just sort of catches them all facing the wrong direction and for Bono to make the initial save and just nobody to be there to back him up even if he wasn't the greatest place mm-hmm. to put a rebound is sort of emblematic of a lot of the things that the weirdest on. thing is that it wasn't that quick of a free kick I mean Bradley picked up the ball and walked away with it and was arguing and that sort of thing before he kind of like you know eventually giving the ball back they had time to get set. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a free kick in the overall scheme of things, but in terms of it looked like Orlando was setting up to send a send a delivery into the box, and then to just play it short and have that shot from range really sort of caught mm-hmm. everybody sort of out, which is just the sort of thing that Toronto used to do to other teams, not have teams do to them. As well. And then the second one, just sort of for. You know, to let Dom Dwyer sort of run at goal and nobody sort of take him and there be a massive pocket in front of the two defenders that, that mm-hmm. an attacker can sort of exploit. And then, you know, for everyone to be sort of caught in two minds and hoping somebody else is going to step up and make the play when something needs to happen. They were just, they were just, both of them were sort of the last two months in a nutshell. It's pretty fair. fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty fair. Uh, my moment of the match wasn't the goal. But it was, uh, I, I forget who it was for Atlanta. I want to say it was Dwyer, but it might not have been. Uh, basically a break away from, break on to goal. And one of our trusty, solid, stalwart defenders came flying back. Make that clutch tackle. Nico fucking Hassler. Yeah. Not a defender. Right, yeah. yeah that was, that was yeah. Not a defender. I think he was in this. He was. He's half a right back. He's not. He was in this game. Right What's that? He was playing right back in this game, wasn't he? Yes. I don't know, but he came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. yeah. That was full bore and made the tackle, which should have been a disaster. And <laughs> no, no, that was mm. that was beautiful. Was that was fabulous stuff. So uh yeah, that's the gods are not happy you guys. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, it's he's also my man in the match, so we can just skip to that part when you get or skip me when you get to that okay. part. But yeah, Hassler uh showing some effort when none was apparent. All right. Um, yeah, Bradley being subbed off was, was on my, my moment list, uh, but really was when the game ended. <laughs> minute, on such a happy, allowed. positive moment. It's like, oh, hey, it's got to go. Now it's over. Hooray. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah Last goal wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, totally. But, but that's that's how pluses, that works. Everyone. Yeah. They did slip that rule change in. So mm. yeah, so. Uh, man match. reflected in the table uh, I picked Jay Chapman at the time. I'll stick with that. I figured, you know, he obviously came on at half time and that coincided maybe, well, Orlando scored pretty shortly after half time. But then after that, all of a sudden, oh, TFC looked competent and good for like 20 minutes or so. And that's, uh, I think, you know, Jay Chapman was a, a big part of that. He, yeah, none of them were particularly great by any means, but Jay Chapman. Yeah, he was mine as well for. Yeah, the team looked markedly better. And, like, you know, they were interested in doing things, or at least he was. Mm. So, totally. Jay Chapman, man, the match for me. I thought Justin Morrow had a pretty interesting match, sort of the way that he was playing from that wide position, playing such an infield role to create that space on the left for Ryan Telford. I just thought it was an interesting sort of use of Morrow, and we've seen... You know, last year, I think what was notable about Justin Morrow's contributions was just how willing to get forward he was. And, like, the number of times we saw him up there as almost like a third striker was 
was pretty impressive. And yeah. with the team needing a little bit more in midfield at the moment, uh, to see him sort of drifting inside and, and being an option there and the build-up less so on the pointy end of the back. It's just sort of an interesting tactical development. Mm. It'd be nice to see more the, the, the defensive bit. So, oh, you're not really super forward. You're more in the midfield. Can you be at the defense? We, we, we don't have that many of them right now. Can we concentrate on that, please, Justin? <laughs> He's being told to do this. He's not making up as he goes along. But yeah. All right. Well, then that sort of leads to the tactics. Um, my my big question is, why put Alcador on the bench if you're not going to give him some minutes? Like, you're going to give... I, I don't disagree with giving the young kids minutes, um, although I, I still think Liam Fraser should have started. Um, and, and possibly Jay Chapman, but I've been calling for that for a while. But even in a game that you're guaranteed to lose, if you want to get Altador back and acclimated, and if he's well enough... If he's well enough for you to put him on the bench. I know we often put just bodies on the bench just because, oh, let's give everyone a little lift. Oh, Altador's back. He's not really. I don't know. That sort of thing always kind of bugs me. So that's my, other than not starting Liam Frazier, which I really think he should have done. Um, I prefer to go the, the Paul Mariner route of, eh, we're only going to have four guys on the bench. Fuck it. Yes. Mm. Yes, if they they're not healthy, let's fully embrace twenty twelve. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Yes. I can see some merit in sort of having Altador not only make the trip but being on the bench. Something that Greg said post match sort of stuck out, and it was um, you know as much as everyone's sort of down right now and the results are, are few and far between. He he wants the rest of the side that's sort of been grinding and putting in long hours of work and, and struggling to know that just around the corner these guys are going to be coming back. And Josie's. He's a pretty big and important member of this group, and so to have him mm-hmm. not just part of the game day routine that these guys go through, but to have them look over and see him on the bench is, as much as it's not going to score you any goals and it's not really going to win you a match per se, it's the sort of thing that can can help a team get through a patch where they just sort of are, are spinning their tires and, and not finding a way to get things done at the moment. So he was there as a mascot is what you're saying? I wouldn't put it in those terms, but if that's the word that you want to use, then that's fine it by sounds me. Sounds a little disrespectful, but yeah, I think that's essentially what he said. But uh, inspirational leader. He was there so, as a teammate. A good luck charm. Good luck charm. Oh, there we go. Mm. Talisman. Mm. There we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Proper footy terminologies. Talisman. Mm-hmm. Any, any oh. tactic uh, thoughts before not- we let James ramble? Not, not really. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the point where it's like, if let's just, let's just give every, let's give like some of the starters a break and put all the kids on, um, and that includes not playing, like not even traveling or sending out to door. And you can, or you can send them, but don't put them in the fucking lineup. So, otherwise, um, um, we don't, we don't just to, just to be a little bit. We don't know why you didn't play. Um, no, we don't know that he couldn't have played. You know, like we're all sort of surmising that. I'm surmising he could have played. I mean, it's one of those things. If it's nil nil and the results right there, you throw him out there for ten. No, 15 no, minutes I'm saying you happens, throw him out there no matter what. If he's on the bench, down, he's healthy yeah. enough to play. This is a good game to put him in, no matter what the result is. I don't know if it's a game that you're taking Michael Bradley off of, and you're worried about Josie getting re-injured. Like, is it really? And why is he on the bench, James? 
He was on the bench because maybe if the points were there, then then it was an option. But, I, but th- well, this but is that, just something we're we're speculating about things that we don't really know. And like uh, that's what we do, James. Exactly. <laughs> Have you not been on this show before? It's been a while. But, you, know. you know, you have my phone number. You can call. Busy guy. What can I say? Super. Okay, so see, uh, complains with one hand, and then <laughs> oh no, I'm too busy to come on your your silly podcast. Your podcast. Exactly. Day, yeah. Right? Is this going to be live broadcast? No. Do I get a room to walk by myself? No. Is there a live audience? No. No. Mm. Right. There's the cat somewhere. <laughs> Good um, point. Yeah. All right. Since we do have super sub Toronto FC insider James mm. Rossi with mm. us, and uh, since he, he he rarely agrees with uh, our our uh, assessment of the team, um, James is here to tell us what's wrong with TFC. You have fifteen minutes. What's James. wrong with TFC, James? Oh, yeah. Fifteen minutes. Um, I know. I'm cutting him off in fifteen. Um, it's sort of a long and complicated story. And, uh, this is not going to help me get through it quickly. No, sorry. We're doing uh, countdown. Well, That's only thirty seconds. Okay. Um, I haven't really sat down and sort of fully fleshed this out into like a comprehensive theory of sort of everything that's going on. So you'll have to be a little bit patient with me and, and some of the threads don't really tie together and um, so this is more of a, a working thesis than a necessarily finished product and um, I'd also should add the caveat that like this is sort of a a generous slash conservative assessment like there are there are tons of talking points that will continue to be an issue for the rest of this season and for beyond when we start sort of trying to analyze what happened to TFC this year and how you go from one kick away from being the best team in the continent to sort of being at risk of not making the playoffs three, four, five months later. And, and there's there's a, going to be a lot to this story and there's going to be a lot of discussion, but, you know, sometimes you have to get a little bit of distance away from something before you can sort of really get into to what happened. And, um, you know, last year wasn't a fluke. This is sort of, this goes with my sort of generous assessment, my conservative mm-hmm. look, is that I don't believe that last year was a fluke. You can say maybe there was some elements of luck in it. Maybe every player was playing a little bit better than they actually are. They were remarkably healthy. Yes. Yes. That's perhaps they, a little They, they were, and, and it was commented on more than once throughout last season is how healthy TFC had stayed. And I don't think you can jump to the conclusion that, like, all of a sudden, Benny has become a terrible coach, and that the players have sort of Fair. become less than themselves. Um, and there's there's room for discussion on all those sort of thing. And I also sort of steer clear. There's been some talk that there's issues in the locker room where the players are sort of angling for moves and stuff. There's like been that. a lot of talk of that actually. I think that's the sort of thing that it makes sense, except that the two players that you would think most likely to be problematic in that regard, namely Sebastian Jovinko and Jonathan Osorio, have sort of been the two best players of the team, so I sort of, I, I just find that sort of without further proof and, you know, the the rumors that have sort of been circling around about Sebastian Jovinko are just sort of what happens, you know, it's, it's sort of the nature of the game. And well, the I will, right I will be a little devil's advocate when you're saying you're two best players, well, if you're angling for a new contract and you want other teams to be favorably, would you not be playing well in order to be like, look at me? 
Yeah, but take that's, me, take me. No, definitely. You. But I'm just saying. Then what's the problem with that? Like all these guys are professionals. They all know that that's part of the game. So like, I don't, I don't necessarily see how them perhaps wanting to move on, if that's the case, necessarily means that it's it's creating locker room. You know. Well, but you know, it's just I'm rooms, saying there's like a, there's, do have tension. Of course, and I'm sure there was tension last year too. It's just the question is whether winning winning solves our wounds or not. You know, and so I just think that it's a bit of a stretch to say that. People might be angling for moves, and therefore the locker room is gone to crap. So those are sort of my my caveats before getting into the the meat. Oh, we haven't even started yet. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no. Now he has to pull up the real notes on the laptop. That was just the notebook. Um, so of course it has to start with the injuries, which I think everyone is sort of tired of talking about, and everyone's sort of well clear on on. Uh, it's a, it's a valid point. The ramifications of that, but I don't think you can miss the sort of players that TFC has missed for large stretches of the season. Like, Josie Altador hasn't played a match since March. You know, March Victor 30th. Vasquez has been in and out of the lineup. Chris Movinga, Drew Moore hasn't played since March. Chris Movinga has sort of been on the periphery. Justin Morrow, like, these are all guys that are not just really key pieces for you on the pitch, but they're a huge part of this team's leadership. And they're the sort of guys that you would lean mm-hmm. on when, when times are tough. And so you take that as sort of like the root cause of all this. And then you add in that without those guys – what has sort of ended up happening is that there's been a revolving door of not just people who are seeing the field, but of who's available, right? So, so Mavinga's back for a game, so the defense gets shuffled out. I can't remember the last time TFC trotted out the same lineup two matches in a row, which is why the not, not putting Frazier in against Orlando City seemed like a strange move, because yeah. that, that seemed to be helpful in Kansas City. And so what's that sort of done is it's made it almost impossible to get a settled 11 from one game. And then when you when you try and compensate for the people that you're missing, and we saw this a lot when Bradley was sort of forced into the center back role, was that by plugging one hole, you open up another one. And that just sort of, it throws off all the relationships, it throws off the balance in the team, and it just makes things, it just makes things that much more difficult. And one of the things that, that Greg has talked about a lot this year, as he has in the past, is sort of the importance of, of relationships on the field. And, and we all like to talk about formations and, when you when you're trying to talk to Vanny about formations, he sort of he entertains the idea, but but for people who think about the game at that level, the, short, the formations are more of a shorthand for how we can discuss things, and and the way that the match actually plays out has a lot more to do with the different relationships that are formed all over the pitch. And we're talking about you know the relationship between your two center backs, the relationship between your wing back and your outside midfielder, the relationships between the midfielders, the relationships between the two strikers relationships between the midfielders and the strikers like those little groupings on the pitch are more important than the actual formation per se then they need relationship sure. counseling i don't disagree with that but mm-hmm. that's where the sort of the fact that no no two matches we've ever seen the same people grouped together like like even look at this little run that jordan hamilton and sebastian jovinko have had like it's been three matches and they still sort of look like they're not quite sure where they're going marky delgado trying to link up with hamilton is dropping off they don't know what each other are doing and that's sort of a consequence of people constantly being in and sort of looking for solutions well then i i will i do want to just throw out haglin and zavaleta then because they have played next to each other a fair bit this season out out of out of Necessity, I will get but, to them shortly. Oh, good. Oh, they have their own <laughs> section. I'll be quiet then. Um, no, no, that's fair. But I think, I think what I would add to that is they've had different outside backs all the time. They've had Bradley in slightly different roles. They've had other cover and 
as much as it was fair to say that the two of them have not looked at their best recently, I, I find it really difficult to sort of put the blame directly on them for a lot of the problems. Neither one has covered themselves in glory of late, but when the team is giving Dom Dwyer and Sasha Question 20 yards to run at you Ooh. after a bad turnover and you have no support, like everyone's going to kind of look bad in that situation. So, mm-hmm. um, And then in addition to sort of never being able to build relationships and never having the same guys out there. There's been this, there's been, so we're about 20 matches into the season right now. And if you look at a team like Orlando or you look at Minnesota or you look at Kansas City, they have, they have that battle tested, not just fitness, but also that, that sort of cohesion that comes from having played 20 matches with each other. And that's something that Toronto just hasn't been able to build. Like how many guys have had a solid run of games and who aren't actually run into the ground because it's been necessary to play them every single minute because there are no other options. So we either have guys who are not match fit right now, or we have guys who are on the verge of breaking down because they've been pushed so hard to contribute. And so you sort of have this weird mix of like players who aren't quite match fit, players who are on the verge of, of not having any more gas in the tank, and players that are just sort of coming back and trying to feel their way back in. And so everything that was cohesive last year that made things flow the way that it did has just sort of been decimated by the injuries. And I know when we say injuries, we think of like just, I was tempted to sort of go back and look at how many man matches TFC has lost this year. It's got to be pushing 100, 150 just off the top of my head. And I have no idea. I have no idea what the average is for a team over the season, but that's, that's got to be up there near, near minus. And I'll take a pause here to fill in the question. (laughs) Is Ashton Morgan still actually, is Ashton Morgan still injured? Uh, We do not know. Um, Greg Why have has, an insider on if you don't know? Exactly. Uh, I will tell you a little story about this. So on Thursday, on Thursday insider. was our last chance. It's not really an outsider. It's a insider. What's the? I'm not sure. On Thursday was your last outside. chance. On Thursday was the last Ooh. time we spoke to the team before they traveled to Orlando City, and we were about ten minutes into the scrum, and and I I asked Greg if he could give us an update on all of the player availabilities hanging into the match. And, the sort of hangdog look of disappointment on his face at thinking that he was finally going to get through a press conference without having to discuss injuries. Was you sort of, bastard, I know, James. I felt terrible Damn about you, it, James. but it had to be Full done. James here. Why are you making Greg sad, James? <laughs> yes, it's all me. Um, so you take all of that that I was just talking about, and this is a team that, that hasn't had a real break since January of 2016. I think if we go back and count up the days that they've actually had off, it's less than 90 between the two off seasons. And again, I haven't gone back and counted up the matches and sort of compared that to what an MLS team, like one of their peers, like how many games has Seattle played or how many games have the Red Bulls played? But Toronto is sort of pushing the limits of, of what a squad is capable of over this two or three year period. And then we get to sort of the, um, to me, the thing that's most shocking about this current turn of form is how how things that happened so easily last year seem to be so difficult right now. And I think you, you don't need to look any further than how Marky Delgado was sort of finding his place in the midfield and sort Ooh. of how Sebastian Jovinko is finding himself in attack. And the fact that the little one-touch passes that Marky could do no problem last year seemed to be that much more difficult this year. The fact that Seba, by the time he picks up his head and gets the ball in a decent position, is surrounded by three or four defenders. Like, those two things are... These are going to be a couple of bad analogies, and they're sort of meshed together. But as I said, this was a working thesis, so you'll have to bear with me. Mm. Um, last season, everyone, everything was it, it was almost like a well-oiled machine with lots of moving pieces, and, and everything was sort of 
We're only about halfway through, so. <laughs> no, forgive um, me. A, a complex system is always more Gets. more prone to to complex breakdowns than a very simple system. If you're if you're if this was a team that played simple football and the results were surely about being that much better than everyone else, then the solutions would be that much easier. But because it was such a such a uh, again to go with the machine analogy, such a um, a high octane system. Mm-hmm. Just sort of, uh, you know, that's, that's TM. TM, TM. Um, okay. It makes it that much more difficult to sort of patch, to fix one little thing and have that impact, like everything has fallen apart. And that's mm-hmm. why you can't just insert one person back in and hope that it comes back because it's more of a, it's more of a, an all-encompassing sort of failure than that. Um, one of the analogies I was sort of toying about when I was putting this together was, you know, everyone knows how to tie their shoe. We've all done it a million times before. But if, if you ever fail at tying your shoe, we're always sort of mystified if you have to really think about trying to do something that's become second nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. Velcro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're I, struggling with Velcro, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know, but I'm not going to forget how to do it. I, I, was, uh, I was at a golf tournament over the weekend. I, I feel like I had kind of the start of things. Like, well, my pudding wasn't quite right, so I started to think about it, trying to overcorrect it. It went to shit. Yeah. Couldn't get it back. Same difference. That I'm, is way better than that, my shoe tying. I am that high octane of an athlete. Uh, <laughs> or your putting is at least. Oh, Let's yes, go with yes, that. yes. Yeah. That's well documented. Mm. Um, and so all of that combines, and not only does... So this feeds into another aspect of this that we probably won't have time for, but... Um, <laughs> um, Toronto still thinks that they are that machine. And so when you mm. see them get on the ball, you see Justin Morrow get way upfield, you see everybody get into the positions where they're like, this time it's going to work, this time we're going to play the way that we did. And that leaves you so vulnerable because you basically have abandoned a cautious approach and you've gone sort of full bore and you've put yourself in a bad position. And then when the turnover inevitably happens, you're just so ready to be cut open by the other team. And and that that whole ecosystem, that whole sort of combination of things makes for a very frustrated team. And that's why I think we've seen sort of the remonstrations on the pitch when guys can't make passes, the sort of, you know, I don't think Jovinko has been any more sort of disappointed in general than he normally is. But I, I think a large part of that is sort of they know how they used to play and they've seen how they're capable of playing and they can't quite put together why it's not happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with my golf. And then you have, two, you have two minutes. Okay, okay. Um, and then those frustrations, sort of like the, the frustrations within their game, are compounded by the fact that they're frustrated with where they are in the league, and that only ramps up the sort of pressure that they feel from game to game. And, you know, I think if we look back over the last month and a half, what we've seen is a team that's really struggling to find stability. I think if we look at the actual results in some of the games. Like, let's go back to, to the ridiculous 3-3 draw against Columbus, right? For 60 minutes, Toronto was old Toronto, right? And then they fell apart for half an hour. You go back yeah, to the 1-0 okay, yeah. loss against Dallas. Toronto was Toronto for 85 minutes of that game, and that's one of those games where if it wasn't in the midst of a season like this, you're like, oh, sometimes the ball just doesn't want to go yeah. in the back of your net. Do we want to talk about the look New at, York City game? Look at the 4-4. We will get to the New York City game. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the 4-4 with DC for 60 minutes, they were terrible. And for 30 minutes, they looked like world beaters again. You look at the loss against the Red Bulls, I don't think the Red Bulls. And one of the things that, that really struck me about that match was 
I was speaking with Jesse Marsh and Luis Robles post-match, and, and the amount of respect that the two of them still had for this Toronto side, regardless of their current predicament, was sort of, you know, I even sort of tried to get Jesse to, to have a kick at Toronto, seeing how Toronto knocked him out of the MLS Cup playoffs last year. And he, he straight up refused, and he was like, look, this team did one of the one of the most remarkable things we've ever been in this league, we've ever seen in this league. And, uh, you know, they're going through a, a tough patch right now, but that's something, uh, I think it was Luis Robles who even said that they still see Toronto as, as a threat come the playoffs. And, like, mm-hmm. if they can do anything to stop Toronto from making it into the playoffs, and if that means winning a, a sneaky 1-0 away match in, in June, then that's great. Um, how am I doing for time? One minute. Jesus, I have like three pages to go through. All right. Well, the, uh, the rest of this. That was one page? It was uh, a page and a half. He is halfway down. I can see like the little cursor there. He's halfway down his uh Holy his notes crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a. I told you this would be a long one. Yep. All right, I'll blah, 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 blah. Jump drug issues, blah, blah, blah. I, I think Human I'll, make a, I'll make a couple more points and then, ah, I'll, yes. and then I'll sort Positions. of wrap it up. Um, <laughs> I don't think we can rule out. Uh, something that Josie Altador said in the middle of last season was that it was difficult for, for him and Seba to sort of break free and score goals. And, and his explanation for that was that, you know, every Saturday, every time they step out on the pitch, they get the other team's best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought that was something that, that we don't necessarily see is if Minnesota played the way that they did for that match the whole rest of the year, there's no way they're in the bottom of the Western Conference. If, you know, if... Oh, no. well, no, good, good attempt. I, you know what? I'm going to add a minute I, on. Oh, I have oh, the option. Oh. There you go. Bonus round. Bonus okay. Round. Um, go on, James. I think what There's I would some. say, all right, I will give you one more point, and then I will give you my solution to it. Mm. I do have a solution. I don't, all right. I don't just come with problems. I come with nice. All right, let's hear it. And, um, and baked goods. And baked goods, yes. Yeah. You're all dimensions. <laughs> you're not you're cutting just, into you're his just, time. You're not two dimensions. You're all dimensions. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you take 20, that away 20, from my time Twenty seconds later. left. No, James. <laughs> I've got a whole CPL thing. You can deduct some of it to give to him because he's a gentleman. As much as the NYCFC game yeah. and and um, this last weekend against uh, sorry Orlando. Orlando right? mm. For a lot of these last few matches, take Columbus, take Dallas, take the two New York teams, take. Um, Minnesota, Take Kansas DC? City. Leave aside Minnesota and DC for a moment. Okay, sorry. And Orlando, of course, because they were mm. famously on a nine-match losing streak. You know, Toronto has played a lot of the best teams in the league in these past two months, and spells apart. Like you take those two goals in in New York City, they were six minutes apart, and that was just a terrible, terrible sort of ten minutes of of uselessness from the side, and that's the sort of the failure to launch the sputtering that we're seeing. But, you know, they've gone toe-to-toe with the best teams in the East and the best teams in the West, and I don't think there's been a ton of daylight in between them in terms of results. You know, you lose one nothing to the Red Bulls, you lose 2-1 to New York City, you tie 3-3 with Columbus. Yeah, no, Columbus. that 2-1 loss to New York City, I will quibble with you that good, sir. That I'm, was not, not, talking that was about, not a well-fought 2-1 I'm, loss. I, I know, but at the end of the day, all that matters is, is, the is, score. is the score. Well, they still lost. Well, if Toronto scores another goal, then I, I understand. And as I said, there were plenty of caveats to this, and this is a generous interpretation. But looking at the pure results against the best teams in the league, it's not like they're getting blown for nothing by New York City, right? If, if they play better for half of that match, they're 
That's a valid point. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, the solution, and, and right. this is where things get really frustrating, is that the solution is is to forget all the fancy stuff that they've been doing, to forget all the little flicks, to forget about yeah. trying to play out of the back, to forget about how good they were, and to forget about how when Michael Bradley gets on the ball, Justin Morrow has license to go all the way up. What they need to do is they need to grind out a nil-nil game. They need to not let the other team score. They need to have a mistake-free match. They need to play boring football. They need to play boring football, and they need to rely on the fact that they are they have superior talent at the sharp end of the pitch. And in a in a war of attrition, in a match of wills against teams, if you if you don't concede a goal and create half chances for Sebastian Jovinko, he will score something, and that's what they need. The, the, Didier Deschamps. Uh, school of they did just win coaching. the World Cup. They, they did, did yes, yes, indeed. Um, and the frustrating thing about that is that Greg Vanny knows that, and he's been preaching that to the guys. And for some reason, that message isn't getting through. And that's the sort of unknown: is is why is it that he's lost the dressing? Vanny's lost the room. They've tuned him out. That is not what I said, but clearly you guys I, were ready I, to make that I, leap. I, I'm totally. That's what he is. That what he no, just said. No, Vanny's um, preaching it. And they're not listening to you. No, that's not the coach the coach does not go out there on the field and play and, and one of the one of the things that's been sort of interesting. Break any player coach. Yes, that's, that's what's what we what we need, we need to okay, that's what I heard. We need I a heard defender. That. Play a coach is a solution. I did play ask him coach. at one point if Robin was ready to suit up and uh, and get back out there for the, the back line during the midst of the center back crisis and that was sort of laughed off by both oh, Manny. Fine was a defender, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Get Vanny back in there. Uh, mm. but if you've watched the matches you'll you'll have seen John Vanny. Conway and goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Vanny has been as active as we've ever seen him on the touchline in terms mm. of sort of trying to encourage Gunstall the guys Lando, yeah. and sort of trying to lead. Like the last three or four matches, we've seen him trying to orchestrate things and trying to walk guys through. And that's where what I was, what I was getting at with sort of their frustration and how that frustration has built into confidence, overconfidence, underconfidence, which was the part of this that I sort of Back had to your to solution. Kind of the solution is just play boring football and eke out a point. And, you know, maybe the time has passed where that's good enough, but... We'll have to see what the future holds. All Sounds right. amazing. I look forward okay. to Everyone total stretch. boredom. Bring back Precky. <sighs> Anyone want a pastry? Yeah, pastry. <laughs> a little, a little, a little sugar. Right, let, me, let me, let me, let me, play we're, the music. Will the pastry breaking? Do we have pastry break music? We'll let the delicious and creamy. Dear, dear listener, thank you for joining us here at the Book of Minority Podcast. We, we respect and uh, admire your continuous support as uh, as our special guest James Grossi uh, on the ones and twos with all the news to take away your blues. <laughs> He's walked away from the mic. Mm. Big shout out to uh, Mark Hinkley for that little uh, uh, explanation of what we're doing here. Yeah. Very much appreciated. Uh, give us all time to uh, yeah, have a little it, bit of an eating. Yeah. Imagine if this was the outtakes. Yeah, but like, their intakes. Yeah, I, mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. Revolutionizing the game. Yes. Huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that was the most talking I've done in like a good month or so. You burned a break. I needed a stretch up. Well, you jumped all over the place these days, James. I know, I'm being a little mouthy. Celebration tonight. Yeah. Celebration. Live appearances here, sort of radio shows here. And... 
Have you been on TV? Have you been on TV no. yet? I was on TV once, yeah, it was terrifying. Excellent. With, uh, with who? With, uh, uh, I think it was CTV, I don't really remember. I don't Actually, twice. Twice. Hmm. One more um, time. Once at MLS Cup Final. One more time. We change it. We're gonna change it because we're having a stack. I don't remember there being quite as much dancing in the, in the studio last time I was here. Last time it was all business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I normally are. Yes. Yeah. And we're back. Oh, that was so good. All right. Well, you thank you look. everybody for your. Thank you guys. Yeah. And. Thank you, listener. You got a little bit of talking right there. No, I'm leaving it. No, no, no. It's cancer. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Almost got Kristen. (laughs) For those of you who didn't pay for the video podcast, why not? Why not yet? I was close. Um, Coming to Twitch soon. I got yeah, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go total gaming. Um, I got a bit of chocolate on my on my my lip. All right. um, Well, uh, now that we've talked about TFC's woes and their place in MLS. Thanks, son. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about MLS. We're not doing wins and losses. Uh, it's too much stuff to talk about, and uh, you guys will survive. Although, there will be a surprise coach's corner. Um, transfer window is open, and, you know, little things keep happening here. But before we talk about sort of MLS transfer window in general, um, I do want to give a shout-out to Toronto FC for playing the hide-the-news game and, and I think they might be the season winner of this mm. because now that Edgar Akeche's loan um, is official. Akeche. Yeah, Edgar fucking Akeche, sorry. Oh, um, yes, should have went with the middle name. Akeche. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. TFC released the official release at 2 p.m., which was the same time. What else was going on at 2 p.m.? Nothing, nothing. Nothing except I for... I was hanging on tenterhooks waiting for that Akeche. I know. Nothing except for, oh, the England-Croatia match kicking off. I, I, I presume when you when the press release came through, you and all your you know, press box denizen colleagues uh, abandoned whatever you were doing to, to focus solely Entirely on, the, the on Toronto that. News. I have not been distracted at all this entire month from my professional. No, no. That's why he's Good a to pro. Yeah. And a gentleman. Anyway, and a was, professional James Grossi, professional gentleman. That was that was that was professional gentleman kind of suggests like escort. <laughs> we don't, I'm not I'm not judging. Also, good one. He did yeah. just get a haircut, you know. True. He's, yeah. he's looking pretty fly. Gentleman professional? James Gross. Let me just note that there do Maybe happen better, to usually yeah. be TVs where we are going, so there may be some casual watching of things in the background while things are happening. Oh, okay. But wow. anyway, bravo to uh, to you, Toronto FC social media people. Bravo. Well done. Um, so the transfer window in MLS. Um, still waiting for super exciting things. Uh, Patrick Mullins. Uh, mm. DC United traded him to the crew for some TAM. That's a solid pickup. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm a little I'm sad to like see. A couple of years ago, oh, fuck, that guy's Patrick great. Mullins. I really yeah, like Patrick Mullins and he's done nothing, has he? So I guess, okay, maybe not. Maybe new, uh, the new, new pastures for him. Yeah. Both this year and next. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get to go to Columbus, then he goes to, to Austin. Austin. Yeah. That'd be so exciting. That's what he needs. Uh, the fire. Save the crew. Um, 
Mm. If I assigned Alexander uh, Katai to permanent position, he was already, he's already been with the team for quite some time, but mm. they've also signed uh, Argentinian center back Nicolas Del Greco, Ooh. which is actually a pretty solid signing. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, RSL has signed uh, their real monarchs goalkeeper, Andrew Putna. Putna. Putna on the wrist. Exactly. Mm. And uh, apparently the impact. Sorry. Apparently right now they don't. Oh. It's annoying as fuck. Well, that's what happens when you have two matches against Ron Anderson. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, um, are looking to sign uh, uh, Franco Zuccolini, uh, another Argentinian defensive midfielder. Actually, that would sadly help them. It's not good. Um, it delicious. sounds delicious, but it is a key. Yeah. yeah. Also, the Loons uh, have signed nutritious. their second de- designated player striker, oh, uh, nice. Angelo Rodriguez. Sure. And then it was supposed to be people we've heard of when you signed it. I know. There's yet to be. Didn't some guy come over? Some English guy? Um, oh, yeah. So, about it. all right. Mm. So, on the weekend. This team, they they opened a stadium that no one will Ooh. ever remember that happened. Because Wayne fucking Rooney is here. That's the oh, guy. Playing for DC United, Ooh. made his official debut on Saturday, and and everyone was looked, talking about apparently that looked really good doing it. Oh yeah, Alfonso Davies goal. I was sweet, but uh, anything I've read or seen about that game is how good Rooney looked when he came into the match and how much better than everybody else on the pitch he looked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know that I'm emotionally prepared for Wayne Rooney to be successful in this league. Can he do it for 90 minutes on a hot summer night in Houston? Doubt it. Good. That is the question. perennial question. That is the perennial question. Yes. Can I honestly say that Is he one I of these players who isn't going to play on plastic? Yeah. Never well, these are, these let, are the don't play on plastic, so that was the, the week's controversy right there. Mm. Didn't I, even fly out. I PBR'd the uh, Orlando Toronto game, and uh, and the, the opening graphic went off. The, the first thing they showed was Vancouver versus DC United, <laughs> and I was secretly hoping, knowing what the result was. Oh, I hope this. Did for I record, once, did they, I record the wrong channel? I mean, I know I recorded <laughs> the correct channel, uh. but hopefully TSN did me a solid. And fuck it up and give me the other one, but now I can jump mm. the sad one. It's, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's it's a bit bullshit, really, that they had to like share the sort of pre-game and halftime and post-game uh, analysis, really. But you know, understandable, I suppose. TSN have depth issues. Yeah, well, yeah, they just left right off the shelf. It was kind of haunting. Mm. I didn't do it this time. The, it's the ghosts of the stuffed animals at my grandmother's house when I was a kid. Oh. It made more sense in the video. Yeah, I really did. Mm-hmm. Picture fell. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to see Rooney one of these days, I think. Um, yeah, that's uh, gonna be another good one to, to sell your tickets. Exactly. For yeah. yeah, TFC fans, if you're looking to make some money this year, there's a couple games coming up. That's uh, big bucks. You know, even Schweinsteiger, right? Like that's still a draw, right? Is he? I don't know. I think that. Is that, that time passed? Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's that ship is sailed a little. All right, hang on to that ticket. Then. I mean, Nikolic, that's who you go see. Yeah. Go. yeah. 
Is Chad Barrett back from injury yet? Oh, is this he still with Real Salt Lake? I uh, really could use some extra is, cash, they, so. they coming to Toronto this you know year? What? I, for some reason, I feel like Chuck, I mean, uh, Chad. Chuck gonna, Barrett? I was thinking about my buddy in Ottawa. Um, You're friends with a guy called Chuck Barrett? No. Chuck, not Barrett. Anyways, uh, I think Chad Barrett's been getting his, been cutting his teeth on the Real Monarchs broadcast. He had the podcast thing going on there. Now he's getting into broadcasting. Yeah, he's all about all forms of casting. Mm. All right. Well, mm. really, what we're here to discuss for MLS, not even discuss, we're just here to listen and enjoy. Um, because out of the many games that were played last week, uh, two coaches, two coaches that we, we were fairly fond of, um, mostly for wins and losses purposes. But you know what? They, 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 they give good press conference a lot of the time, and they, they give some good sideline interviews. Um, Mike Pecky, who is infamously known for... Calling for Trey. Calling for Trey. Uh, passing out the pages. Color photos. Uh, color photos. Uh, but he's not shy to speak his mind. And he had a few things to say this week uh, after, after his game. Yeah, there's something I want to add. I was hoping you guys would ask. You know, uh, you didn't ask, and I, and I kind of went with it, said maybe that's the best for it. But why did I get kicked out tonight? Why did I get kicked out tonight? I mean, you look at the 20, 20th minute, which I checked at halftime. Schuler goes in on a Danny Acosta who's in, a, who's in behind the midfield line, studs up a foot off the ground, studs showing into his leg. If he is a foot to the left of Danny, face on, he breaks his leg. There's, there's none of this crap that the referees do. To the VAR, no looking at VAR or nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a yellow card. Marcelo gets a yellow card, what, 12 minutes later for toe-poking the ball during a set piece 15 yards away? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Matero well, in the goal no, doesn't right. look at Justin. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't look at the ball. Plays literally not the ball, runs in, extends his arm, looks at it the last second, and, and they score. And it's this crap again. The, the conversation from Alan Kelly, oh. let me tell you something. The conversations with the fourth official over the last four games was three games starting three games ago, Jefferson Savarino's being targeted. You know what the fourth official says to me? Yeah, I know. We talked about it. We've watched it. We're good. And continuous fouls, fouls, fouls. Nothing. You know, I don't want to talk about the last four games, though. I want to talk about tonight. Because up until that point, we had more shots leading into the second half. We, 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 were, we, were, we were locked up. We were, we were good denying anything. And it's just, you know, it, it's not good enough. And then I get from the, the only thing I get from MLS is stop criticizing referees. I want to know where the referees are right now. Why can't we ask the referee a question? Strong question. Why can't we do that? Why why didn't you go to VAR? Why didn't you call that? Why, when the studs are coming up, you just give a yellow card? That would make them more human. It would be better, to MLS, it would be better for this league, for the fans, for the owners, for the coaches, for the players, to hear from them and to hear their side of the story. And perhaps then we say, Okay, I see it. Maybe it happened a little fast. You know, maybe the guy in the booth, wherever the hell he is, watching this, you know, maybe he was watching The Simpsons at the same time. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's not good enough to me. And I'll take the fine. Jeff Agus, find me. Find me. I don't care anymore. You know, nobody else, no other coach in this league steps up a little more than they should. I'm going to. So drain my bank account. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay? Nice. Round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike fucking Pecky, everyone. Mike fucking Pecky. It's a bit harsh to call Jeff a goose. 
I know. Yeah, that, that's, that's, true. A little, that's, that's a little rude. Jeff didn't deserve that shit yeah. at all. No, Jeff is not a goose. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mm. a good question. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really not sure. Say it again. Oh, okay. Had your mic cut. <laughs> I couldn't quite quite place that accent. You know, where do you guys think Petkey's from? It's 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 it sounded it's a little bit New York, familiar. like a little Long Island in there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know my Bronx. Maybe <laughs> I don't know my regional. All right, I'm gonna go look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but that's uh, one of the most entertaining, and, and and he's and he's not wrong. And then his delightful apology um, on Twitter, uh, which I just thought was hilarious, because um, it was you know, and 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 he's right because there there it, there really didn't need to be an apology. Um, Hold on, my computer is being a jerk. Um, well, let's see who can find this quick. Oh, I've got yeah, it. I'm I, just I got it. After zero hours oh. sleep last night and a long day, oh, yeah. I re-examined my comments after the game, and I feel an apology is in order. So here it is. I apologize to my organization, MLS, the supporters all around the league, and my family. And this is all in caps for cursing on air. Mm. That was that was his apology. And uh, that seems like a pretty reasonable apology to me, <laughs> although not needed at all. Uh, I did like that Mark was showing us that uh, uh, Cashley Cole was offering to, to, to pay his fine. Oh, sorry, uh, the, the apology part two. The swearing, the cursing was uncalled for and immature. Um, it was in the heat of the moment, and I will try not to let it happen again, <laughs> no matter how worked up I get. Mark Hinckley, where is Mike Pecky from? He is from uh, Bohemia, Ooh. New York. Uh, Bohemia is a hamlet in Suffolk County, New York. United States population, but who gives shit? It's situated along the south shore of Long Island. Jesus Christ, I didn't know I knew what Long Island was. Well, there you so. go. But apparently I do, because I identified it. And when we do his quotes later on this season, I'm not doing a Long Island accent, because that shit's hard to do. It's hard to, it's hard to maintain. That okay, mm. that's uh, that, yeah. So that's true. It is, it but is. I'll still look for Trey because that shit is still mm. fucking funny. Oh, and now I have to put uh, shit at the end of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do people still watch the referees? Just watch the Simpsons. Sorry, is that just like a referee thing now? The, uh, reruns, but yeah. it's on everywhere. You fucking nerds! Yeah, you're, you're still watching. Knacks, please. Yeah, you're watching the Simpsons. No one else is on. Wait, is that supposed to be an insult? Watching the Simpsons. Maybe. Nah, I'd have liked it if he picked a more like really random ass. Like, watch SpongeBob. Watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, just, <laughs> watching Cupcake Wars on TLC. Mm. Like just full fucking random shows. Yeah, I mean, what what network was the game being shown on? Uh, if any, you know, was this like good solidarity? I mean, was it on Fox Sports? <laughs> so, oh, yep, yeah, we're gonna pick a Fox uh, uh, TV show. Yeah, it was before. It was before, I guess. Uh, Bellator came on or something, you know, some mixed martial arts. Sure. All right. Well, well, well speaking of um, mixed martial arts, no, of of RSL games. Mm. Um, RSL were playing Minnesota, and, and Adrian oh, did Heath. Something happened. You know, no. If, if one coach is unhappy, the other one must be delighted. But you, you would you would think so, and yet Adrian, not so happy. Well, Adrian. 
second half, maybe too exciting towards the end there. Give us your thoughts on that. Absolutely ridiculous. The game's won at 3-0, and we consistently try and get the opposition in the game. It's ridiculous. What do you do this week to work on that? I know it's been time. That's what I will be doing. I ain't putting up with that. The game should have been finished. Should have been three nil. And we have to put up with that nonsense at the end. Thank you. <laughs> I've never seen a face that wanted to swear so hard. Oh my gosh! Just if you haven't, go on Twitter, find the video clip. If, or... if he had sworn, Petke would not have even been recognized. No, no, no. Mm. So, um, yes. A little bit of a pro tip is. These kind of reactions are why the first question that I always ask a coach is for their thoughts on the match. Uh, sometimes the coach has something that they just want to get off their chest and it doesn't matter what you ask them and it's best to just let them get what they want to say out first and that's often where the best quotes come from. So. Fucking inside baseball. Yeah. yeah. Gentleman yeah. professional. Yes. God damn it. You know what? You know, I, 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 for a little bit I felt bad about the snack break. But no, this is the payoff, kids. This is what you no nobody pays for. But this is what if you were paying for it. This is what you'd be paying for. Thank mm-hmm. you, James. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Do Tony Woods. Sorry. Tell me that this from uh, the key. What? <laughs> oh, no, no. Say chapeau melon. Melon hats. I guess so. Melon heads. Melon right. hats. Yeah. Mm. Which is weird because isn't there isn't there any melon heads? Yeah. Lemon, Lemon heads. heads. Lemon heads. That's what it's. Ah, French rivals. Oh, Evan Dando, we mm. miss you. All right. Well, he no, he just doesn't Should seem to do ah, anything okay. anymore. You never know I don't think days. he's dead. I hope he's not dead. R.I.P. Heaven Dundo. Yeah. <laughs> this is how rumors get started. Yeah. All right. Next up on the show, something a little happier uh, before we return back to <laughs> Although, that was delightful. Thank you, Mike Pecky and Adrian Heath for that. Uh, CPL time. Hey. <laughs> for those of you who didn't pay for the video podcast, Mark is getting another <laughs> thing fell from two. the book. There were two bits of paper yeah, just left just from the bookcase. Just just leave, just leave them. them. Just leave them. There's going to be a pile. It's fine. I, what the fuck did I do to you, bookcase? I don't know. I don't We're know friends. I've been nothing but respectful to you over the last four years. Son I don't know. Bitch. It's weird. Mm. Anyway, so on Thursday night. Football Christmas. Football Christmas. Football Christmas. Football Christmas. Um... So <laughs> the Forge FC were officially launched. Yes, they're called Forge FC. Um, Hamilton. And Jordan. No. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but it works. Well, I guess if you started with the first name first. All right. Mark Hinkley. And I guess with supplemental talk, although he should be able to talk much more for the rest of the night. Yeah, uh, reach my quota. Tell Mark, us all about it. Mark Hinkley's FC Forge. Yep. That's that's instead of yeehaw. It's just, it's yep. just yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, what can I tell you about the Forge launch? First of all, discovering the color was orange. 
Um, it was a hell of a party. I like it. Yeah, you would. Uh, I don't even know what that means. So uh, the Ticats slashed Forge FC uh, through a very nice party at uh, Tim Hortons Field. Um, they uh, had they they took the football lines off the pitch. What? Oh, yeah, allowed to do that? How that? How's that for? That's just for a fucking party, guys. That's cray cray. Wow. So I thought that was an amazing, subtle first step forward. I don't know how many people noticed, but uh, yeah, totally caught that. Hilarious. Um, Did they put soccer lines on yeah, there? Yeah, there were soccer lines wow. on there. Yeah, good. good. Uh, there was about uh, estimates somewhere between uh, two and three thousand people there, which was also crazy because. That's a lot of people that a lot. to show up for a uh, logo launch, really, is what it comes down to. It seems that everyone knew what was going to happen, but uh, yeah, know, just like to get the details. It was just great to not... Home and got on TV. It was great that I didn't have to found the, that it was something <laughs> terrible. Hey. I, I, I sounded better in my head before I said it. Uh, let's, so, yeah. So, uh, they had, uh, you know, the usual speeches and hoopla. Uh, they, they paraded out... My childhood hero, football. My childhood footballing hero should be knighted, Sir Alex Bunbury. Woohoo! Teal's uh, dad. Yeah, the colors dad. Yes. Talk about him. <laughs> uh, I also didn't mention it because I am classic. Uh, yeah, I got. Not only did I get a hug, a handshake, and a phone call. Shout out James Hutton uh, at Second Yell. He managed to. Uh, he called me because I guess he was helping him, you know, cart him around and whatnot. And and uh, he called me up and said, yeah, I got it. Somebody who wants to talk to you. And it was Alex Bunbury in the car on the phone. So I had to run from my desk so I could have a little <laughs> fangirl moment squeeing in a fucking print room. Uh, that was legit. And uh, yeah, it, that was so that, that was such an awesome moment. I can't even begin to explain how 12 year old me was just loving that shit. Uh, at the event, I did get to meet him. I got a picture with him, which is on my Twitter. Thank you to the 59 people who liked it. That's uh, probably the best tweet I've ever done. Um, <laughs> it's a low bar. And uh, I got an uh, I, I had a 94 Upper Deck World Cup set card of his, which I got autographed because that's what you do. And uh, yeah, he came up from uh, from Minnesota to come do this. So uh, he is just he's a class act and a nice dude. Like he. He's got time for everybody. I if there's I don't know if there's a plan for him in this in this club beyond just coming up for this event, but Fingers that crossed. would be amazing because he's just so affable. Anyway, um, on top of that, uh, for those of you who don't know, the uh, all the other launches they've had uh, the season's ticket or the sorry the club membership drives where they've been symbolically saving the number one position for some local dignitary of various ilk. Um, the first 75 slots were saved for the Barton Street Battalion. Which is awesome. Which was also super classy, unnecessary. Um, uh, yeah, we were, they were, we were, we were a supporters club without a club. And, mm. and we were, you know, pounding the pavement, beating the drum for two years, two years, plus, yeah. two years plus. And, you know, they, they, they certainly didn't have to do that. Even, even as a gesture, they didn't have to do that. So full points to, full points to, uh, the Tie Cats, uh, Bob Young, and yeah, caretaker and Bob. Yeah, Bob Young. He, he gives it. He 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 does. A, he's not like super polished when it comes to speaking, but he doesn't seem like the. He doesn't sound like he's like rehearsed. Like he kind of seems like he's dealing from a 
a place of some degree of sincerity, which is, which is, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. And and he shook everybody's hand. Everybody shook everybody's hand. It was really nice. Um, so yeah. So the uh, they unveiled the logo. They unveiled all the videos, which you can see on their Twitter. You can see on their Instagram. You can see on their website. Um, there's a lot of videos in various shapes and forms and, and stories, which, you know, all well produced. Uh, yeah, um, Tim Hortons Field is going to be a real neat place to watch a little bit of footy, so it's going to be it's going to be good. Um, let's see. I don't know. Oh, a uh, fun, funny thing was, uh, so I was wearing a Steelers kit because I'm a nerd, and uh, I had that made, and uh, a lot of people seem to be asking about it. So who knows? Maybe they'll go back into production before I get sued or cease and desist. But uh, uh, the p- former owner of the Hamilton Steelers came up to me and took a picture with me as if I was the fucking celebrity. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I knew who he was immediately. So This is like when uh, sort of, uh, Zambrano came up and uh, approached yes, you yes. because of your, uh, your, your whiz kit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I wish I'd dragged him over to at least the top of the section just to show a bunch of... Look, I'm not the only nerd. I've got nerd friends. But that would clearly an opportunity missed. But regardless, so yeah. So uh, all in all, it was a pretty good party. But good party. James was there as well because he's a legend. I thought it was a nice gesture that uh, they announced that at least one match a season they would be playing in the gold Steeler colors just to yes. sort of bring that yellow back. They well, well here what Ooh, I love the most merch sales. Uh yeah. Uh, means I gotta buy a third shirt already. I don't even know what the other two look like. Um, I what I thought was funny is they had the video of all the local teams: Tie Cats, black and gold; Bulldogs, black and gold. Oh, they showed footage of the old Steelers, black and gold. Oh, and one game a year we're gonna wear that. Didn't you just give us the ammunition as to what your color should have been, and now you're like, oh, token, mm, whatever. <laughs> mm. I thought that was amusing. Thanks for bringing that up. I was gonna completely forget. Uh, but uh, I meant to bring it up in a nice way. No, you did. You did. <laughs> it just triggers. Anyway, uh, yeah. So um, waterfall white, waterfall white, platinum mm. silver, platinum silver steel. Yeah, whatever that platinum was. Platinum steel, platinum silver, silver, and and spark orange. Mm. So yeah, those are those are the colors. It's kind of like uh, BC lions, like orange and grayish. A uh, little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So yeah, so uh, um, solid party. Um, I think this is as good time as ever. If anybody would like to be, you know, come hang out with the Barton Street Battalion in Hamilton. Good bunch of dudes, easy going, looking to have a laugh. James was also there, much to my surprise, because mm-hmm. we we said our parting goodbyes, and then he there he was sitting at a table with with uh, with uh, all these. Uh, I must say, the supporters bar was not what I expected when we walked tiny, in. Tiny, isn't it? It's, it's a, great. It's a neat little place, and it was more of like a bistro sort of thing <laughs> than like an actual like hardcore pub. Yeah, where was uh, uh, in Hamilton? Yeah, right. further down. It's it's probably about What's I don't know, probably Cap- about a 10, 15 minute walk from from the stadium yeah. along King Street. Mm-hmm. So it's Capital Bar. Yeah, Capital Bar. Yeah, yeah nice. the the staff are the few times we've been. I've been there. They're they're top shelf. Good good guys. They take care of us. We take care of them. So. The BLT comes highly recommended. It was delicious. Really? Yes. I was Shit. quite impressed. Shit. And uh, shout out to the downtown Hamilton Go Station. It's quite lovely, actually. Yeah. Nice and retro. I, yeah. like, I quite liked it. Yeah, they did a good job of storing it. Train service sucks. But 
The other one is terrible, though. The other one, the Harbor one, I've never been. Yeah, don't Don't go. Thank you. All right. Well, yeah, you can you can definitely go back uh, on Twitter on uh, Forge FC's website uh, and see lots of videos from the night as well as the the professional launch videos. Um, Little shout out to Paul. Hi, Paul. Paul, you have to come back on once (laughs) everything's done, so you can yell at us about our our love of the badges and everything in person. Mister Mister Paul Byrne uh, came up and said hello. And he had reasonable Words. reason to have a go at me, but he did like my black on black on black on black joke, which was a great joke, and he knew that. So game respects game. But uh, uh, yeah, like like I, I've I, I've come to the, I mean I've probably always had the conclusion, but I've recently been able to formulate the words that I kind of don't care what these teams ultimately are called. It is just the wrapping paper. I'm in for the footy. Like, 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 no, but no, but like, I like the derision aside, which you can have your opinions, whether it's valid or not. Um, I don't give a shit. I I ultimately don't care. Like, it it would have to be, it would have to be like horrendously bad, like cringeworthy bad or offensive for me to be like, this is a joke and this is insulting me. I'm out. Nothing Mm. like you have to do. The Hamilton N words. No. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Well, you... you you're, wow. I just wanted to illustrate your point. Yes. Exactly. That I, would be a... No, you're out. Yeah. 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 Mm. No, it's... But, uh, that, yeah. yeah that, along those lines, yes, absolutely. But uh, regardless... Um, our, our mocking this league and some of the teams within it and some of their decisions is a sign of our respect. We are treating it as we would treat any professional league, especially when... The, you know, we're talking about teams that aren't specifically our teams yeah. within a league. You take the piss out of things. Yeah, yeah. Paul. That's what we do. It's, it's a sign of respect. But uh, And besides, at least it means we're paying attention. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you have we, my we actually, absolute We actually care. Attention. If we didn't care, we wouldn't be talking about it. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 like, I mean, that's not, to be fair, that's not what his point was. It was just yeah. mostly directed at me for... Good reasons. Anyway, mm. Paul, come on the show. Yeah, we'll talk Paul, about it in person. Thank talk, you for talk, the photos. Talking of making yes, fun. Yes, thank you for the photos, Paul. Yeah, talking of making fun and logos and stuff. Go yes. on. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the HJs. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You can't unsee it once you see it. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> I have so many questions. Uh, where to start? Okay, so this is not a slight to whoever designed it necessarily because I accept as somebody who's been a part of more than one design process in his life. Um, it's not their decision. It's the client's decision. And I don't know where this was going. Like, I, I imagine there's other drafts that probably go, okay, that makes more sense. But we're calling this, the, like, officially this team is called Forge FC. Not Hamilton Forge FC. Forge mm-hmm. FC. So the badge has got an H. Mm-hmm. But then there's the H, the, 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 the horizontal gap. For those of you who haven't, go look at the logo. Just go look at the logo. Just take, hit pause, take 30 seconds, load it up on your phone, and then come back. It all makes sense. The, the, the horizontal bar isn't quite connected to the other, the, the right part of the H. So, okay, so there's a wee bit of a gap. But then the, that right part of the H dips down and cuts left, which clearly looks like a J. Hmm. I don't see an F. Now... 
in the in the promo videos, for those of you who haven't seen them, they show the the left part of the H. They have this thing that sticks out, or sorry, they have the, they it, it makes the shape of an F, and then it flips the other way, as if that's supposed to be good enough to go. There's the F. No, because badges aren't animated. The top part, yeah, the top part that makes to. an F. For those of you who don't have the video podcast, you're seeing some ridiculous hand gestures. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so, yeah. so this part stays, and this part flips backwards, and that's that weird little tail at the top huh. that makes the age. Okay. Now, now, is this supposed to be some kind of mirror thing? I, why, why is the like, why is well, good question? It's like it's like it's like it sort of like evolves out of, out of, mm. I don't know. Um, also, too, like so, and at the very top, there's a little flame, which I'm my first instinct was to call it fire rooster because it looks like a fire rooster. And it's a little spark. Yeah, it's a little so spark thingy. But and in the that's in the, the spark orange in the negative space in the white space, there's an F in there. Sure, but um, so yeah, I can't stop seeing HJ, and um, oh, that's all the okay. ammunition I everybody see. needs. See, it looks like fire rooster, doesn't it? Yeah, it totally does. But I'm, I'm sort of seeing what you're saying with like the the, the negative space and, F kind and, of, and like yeah. I mean it's. Placing that F there is clever. That's not. That's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, that is probably the best part of that badge. Yeah. But again, like HJ, this like the suits went with that. Yeah. Okay. And, it's kind of an F. Sure. Okay. And like I, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know what other drafts look like. Also, too, uh, it has been confirmed that up to about two weeks ago, this team was called the Founders. That was legit. Oh, really? Up to two weeks ago, they pulled the plug to go forge. So whoever did that, fucking thank you. <laughs> Holy shit, thank you. But 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 I, I have notes about the HJ thing. Go on. So first of all, I'm I'm going to go with the clean note, which is I'm giving you a sponsorship opportunity mm. here to go with Howard Johnson's mm. as a sponsor. Call them the Hojos. You know, the you home jobs. Mm. Yep. Um, but obviously, we're just going to call them the hand jobs. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a given. That's a given. And, uh, and this this really just further just the wankers yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm. Like again, for I know there's still two teams to unfurl a badge and a name. Art. Well, I know one of them is going to be okay. probably Fury. I'd be shocked if it's anything like. <gasps> if anybody would like to hire our services to vet what. Potentially stupid mm. idea you've got coming. Seriously. We'll do it for a scarf and a kit. Like fuck, we'll do it for a scarf. I'm not even joking. We probably we're, do it for we're, we're one scarf between the four, five, or six of us. That scarf and a can of beer. Scarf and a can of beer. Final offer. And but like, like you will I bastard just, proof this. Yeah, bastard proof. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to. It's hell. Yeah, it's genuinely hell. It really we're genuinely is. coming from a good spot. It's like I know you guys like. People get wrapped up in the art of it. People get wrapped up in the sell of it. People get wrapped up in whatever idea they have, whether they actually consulted real people, whether or not they, you know, a boardroom, whether the owner just thought, fuck it, we're going to call ourselves cavalry. I don't, that's, that's fine, but we would like to be the dicks who are going to make fun of that name mm. and have a swing at it before you go public. Yes. We will sign all our nine disclosures for one scarf and one can of beer. We will find every reason, everything that's wrong with this, every reason why people yeah. will make fun of it, yeah. fairly or unfairly. Yeah, it's not... And then you make your decision. If yeah, you and you can, you, you can accept or reject our findings. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Mm. 
because uh, like and I and the, I said this to my designer colleagues. Um, if I can't make if it can't like I can't make fun of it, it's probably really good. Mm. Mm. Uh, and a shout out like, we're, we're generally as, as a whole we're, we're quite good at this sort of thing. Uh, shout out to Alan who uh, did point out in a, he was about to give an interview and he made a comment about the badge and I, I'm I'm probably going to screw up the quote but he it sounded like he said like uh, second rate Juventus because they've got that J with the the gap in it um, the the new the new Juve badge badge um, and once he said that it's like yep yeah, that's also accurate it looks like an but. Yeah, and yeah, and, and okay. it's but like that's that's but that's the thing, right? We glance at it, and we're seeing it with a different pair of eyes. Is really what it is. So um, anyway, good night out. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and if you need tickets, please uh, please find uh, James Hutton mm. or Mike Newell. Uh, uh, there, I can't think of what Mike's Twitter handle is. Uh, at football saves. At football saves and at the second yellow. They will hook you up with tickets. They are both Stand sweethearts. Yeah. Absolute great human beings. Uh, I guess I will try and reach James on Twitter. Yeah. I can't I can't say enough about them. James Grassi. So what were you guys talking about while I was in the bathroom there? Nothing controversial, I hope. No, no, not no. one of my professional credentials to be. No, absolutely you have nothing mud. to worry not. about. Uh, all the all comments no. are are property of of uh, of Kittnerd Mark Enterprises, not really enterprise. Uh, no, but, no, no, yeah, no. And, and, and I, I thought I heard some laughing. I thought no, there was some laughing. No, no, no. no. it was joyful. We're, no, we're, we're excited. Mm-hmm. But past, honestly, I can't fucking wait for this league to start. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for this league to start. I can't wait for Mr. Stadium. Starts, all those, all those I can't wait for York Nine really to matter. be a laugh, not only by name but on pitch. <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy Brennan was there. Oh, yeah, 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 it was good. Uh, I, I didn't ask. Yeah. Thought of it, but I don't have. I don't have that heart. I can't do it. So I guess one question I had that I saw something there. They're going to be like tarping off the top layers of the. They're not. Okay. The tarp. The tarp was that tarp was just for the artist's impression. Okay. But the, the tic- limiting attendance. Yeah. somehow. Uh, tickets are going to range. Between, they're speculating it's going to be as low as ten, as high as twenty-five, and that's for the whole stadium. Okay. That might that's be the great. season's ticket price, but even Still, then, if that's the season's ticket price. Great. It's probably like five bucks more, for like right. But right. the the actual amount of people that are going to be able to go there, right. I think that is officially limited the capacity. Yeah. I think capacity they were. I think they said they were going to go to fourteen thousand. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. The, t- the upper decks are closed. Upper decks are now. being closed off. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. of course, until you know, when, when we when the when the team starts breaking into the you know twenty twenty five thousands, and yeah, we're going to open them. Sure. Hashtag off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Go. Very exciting. Welcome, Hamilton, Ford, oh, you know, Hojo's, whatever. Um, Victoria's up next. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the name for the supporters uh, club seems really obvious, yeah. doesn't it? The, yeah. the wankers. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, <laughs> Victoria's up next on Friday. Um, possibly still being called Port City. We will find out on Friday. Uh, but welcome aboard, Victoria. And... Uh, Queens. CPL people out uh, on Vancouver Island, etc. cetera. Uh, get Squiz involved in this, please and thank you. Uh, you won't be sorry. Uh, it's my little plug for sure. local soccer people to be involved with their local teams. 
All right. We have we still have two games to talk about, oh and we're God. gonna talk about those in just a minute. Mm. All, right, all right, yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta really move this shit. It's, it's, we're at like an, we're at like an hour forty-five. I know. Oh no, we're blasting through this. Oh, There's no exposition on this shit, guys. You're answer my question. Okay. Any tactics? No, no. I took too. That's on me, James. I took too much time about my lovely football Christmas. Thank you. But it's also an excellent stadium to watch anything in. I was. That's. that's Sat in the worst seats and the best seats. It looks like it could. It, like, I've been there a couple of times. And I feel like it's going to be really hot, but it's sunny and shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would recommend sitting on the west side if at all possible. I think they should get some sort of a canopy to cover uh, mm. some of those fans. It probably won't be proper if they do that. All right. Okay. So, coming up on Wednesday uh, is Victoria's Cup. Yay, Voyager's Cup! It's the away leg for Toronto FC, so finally it's TFC's turn to play some Via Cup games, except for good timing or the absolute worst timing. I'm somewhere in the middle on this. I think it could be good because Voyager's Cup is always very exciting. They play a little differently, um, but it also means they don't get a full week of rest. Uh, depending on who gets to play. Uh, the Fury, of course, uh, having a pretty solid go and having a really interesting, continuing their their focus on Canadian players and that sort of thing and doing some really cool things in Ottawa. And they're, you know what? Watch a Fury game online. Go to Ottawa. Uh, it's totally worth it. Um, but yes, Fire's Cup is coming. So yay, usually very excited about it right now. I'm just kind of like, oh, dear gods, please don't let them fuck this up. Because yeah. if they don't win... The season means nothing. Yes. The problem with that is, I, I agree with you. Yeah, this is something to hooray, we can win, and it gives meaning to this season. What it also comes with is, is uh, CCL qualification, which completely fucked up this season. Yeah. By, but- by you know, even, no matter how badly we do in the league, if we win the Voyager's Cup, oh, we're, we're going to have to be doing this yes, again next but year. Don't make the playoffs. But there's we're there's done no early. playoffs. We'll be done at the end of October. So we'll have we'll that rest. We'll still have a good long rest. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see where you come from. Now, is, if you guys had let me finish my explanation. Oh, my God. We would still be listening to it. Oh, my God. Do I have to cut your mic, James? I mean... Wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, now, I feel, now I feel bad. I'm sorry. All right. Anyways, yay Voyager's Cup. Wednesday night, 7.30. TSN. Get watching. Player to watch from the Ottawa Fury, Duncan Fletcher. Young Nana Radakara. Yeah. Hey. Quality yes, answer. Right I've heard things about this up and coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so happy to see Nana doing uh, well. Just brings, just brings joy to me. Mm-hmm. My player to watch is Chris Manella. I'm yeah. sort of curious to see how. I watched a couple of Ottawa yes. games this year. and uh, Is uh, Maxime Crepo still there? Um. The goalie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maxime Crepeau! Second favorite goalie in Canada. After David Monsalve. I mean... Oh, geez. He's also That's there. That's right. I forgot about Monsalve. All right. Former this. guest on the show. I also. forgot. So is, is Daniel Henry still there? All right. No. Or did he go back? He's, he's, back playing, he's, he's like Whitecaps mainstay right now. So, is he oh, good for him? Like five games in a row okay, or something? Okay, so it's Monsalve now. Who's no. ever in net? 
And no Good red you, cards. Daniel. No penalties Good either. Good for you, Whoever's in net, because yes, Monsalve. Keep it up. I, I adore him. I also adore Crapo because he's fantastic. But uh, Boyan's always going to have my heart right now. So all right, it's, it's you got a long way to go, but it's not an insult. Okay, I assure you. All right, mine is also Nana because it's also it's always young Nana. I I adore him, and he was devastated when he had to leave TFC and all the crap he's gone through in his career. And I love seeing this resurgence for him. Yes, James, James Rossi. As a super sub, my right. To pick a second one would be Adam Nigerid, you know, a nice young Canadian okay, guy, yeah. sort of a very yeah. interesting talent that, uh, you know, was selected by Dallas in the Super Draft and found his way to Ottawa, and he's sort of been turning some heads with some recent performances. So we'll see how he does. Sounds like a familiar team. Dallas. Sounds like a team I know. Yeah. Are the two teams in Dallas? No. I don't know. I only pay attention to one. Yeah. Hmm. We've got the Do you know more about this team's name? In Dallas. No, I'm just hearing about it now. I hope this is a complete shift. I hope that Ottawa's plan to sign all these Canadians is a way to backdoor them so that they stay with Ottawa when the CPL launches. I'm pretty sure that's no, but like I imagine, I figured there'd be some kind of a dispersal, but or at least a re. Oh no, I'm, I'm hoping Julian has but like a I, lock on these kids. But that's what I'm saying. I weirdly kind of hope that. Like, they actually get to keep him. It's like, oh, that's a fucking masterstroke. Yeah. Just that's the advantage of them, actually being the only existing team before the league launches. Yeah. Give them some giant sign-in bonus this year when the salary cap doesn't really count. And then, you're right, now, you've made a lot of money here. Now, a couple of years left on the contract at a, at a little smaller level so you can slide in under and keep the team together. And they'll just fucking... They'll be the, the DC United of the Canadian Premier League, the yeah. early dynasty. Like, I, I, I just... I love it, like... I mean, it would. It's it's weird because that's not who I'm supporting, but that's just it's a little. That's it's a little super villain. Yeah, it's awesome. There's awesome. There's already a heel. I like. Yeah. Yeah. Ottawa's the super club. What the fuck? All right. Since Toronto are playing the Fury, what and Toronto looked a little anemic of late. What kind of Fury do TFC need to bring to this match? I will go first. Oh. It's Grandmaster Flash level. Furious 5, maybe. No. No, they need to bring Fists of. Ooh. They need to bring Fists of Fury, bring aka Fists the Chinese connection. Bruce Lee action. And they could bring the legal... That, that, is, that is the legal minimum amount of Fury that they're going to need to bring to get a result. Okay. The minimum. So, I, don't, I mean, yours is pretty furious. There's five yeah, of them. there's five of them. Five of them are furious. Bruce Lee. Well, it's one mm. furious guy, but it's two fists. Yeah, beat. Yeah, it's all right. Gross. All right, all right. Mm. Um, it's like one of the Fast and Furious movies. I don't really know which one. They're all the same, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, choice of eight. Yeah, yeah. But, but let's go with number seven. Ooh, good choice. Mm. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Sure. I have no idea. Since I did not read this question no. properly, so <laughs> I'm just gonna say youthful fury. All right, uh, sure. That, that that's leads a, that's in. That's a thing, right? Well, just, that leads into the next question. I'm just happy Great I got one on, on James Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Go on, Jules. It actually has changed. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Play the kids. Yes or no? Please. Sure. Yes. Yes. I mean, selfish me says no. Play the kids. Uh, play the kids on the weekend. No. 
Oh, selfish me says play the No, kids. because I want to win this cup and I want Champions League next year, but they'll probably play the kids. But I think the kids can win. I but I would I want it on lock. I mean, granted, they're the A team's not that A. Yeah, they're not really all that lockish these days. So I feel there's no mm-hmm. right answer. No, this isn't a way leg in a two legged series. Like you just got to do enough to not lose the series in the first match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a mix of young guys and vets was one of the from that. We yeah. we lost the first leg to Ottawa last year, didn't we? We did. Ottawa decided to get in some sort of social media. Eh, I remember we we beat you, and then they're technically unbeaten in first legs against MLS opposition. That's true. This mm. is true. Not well, sure what happened in all the second legs, but I mean, you know, like, <laughs> who could say? Who, who yes. knows? Well, speaking of that, then we beat Chivas. So score mm. predictions, Duncan Fletcher. Uh, three to two to Ottawa. Ooh, goal fest. Oh, me. Uh, one one because I didn't really think about it that much, and that seems like a reasonable score for a soccer match. Oh yeah, one one, and I did think about it. Ooh, in your face. Uh. So you won Ottawa. Also thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Uh, uh, We're almost done, folks. (laughs) This is the last music break you get. This is really one of the few France French songs I've got. The other two that were like from Quebec. We use it all the time. Oh, yeah. There's Montreal games coming out. Oh, yeah. Lots of them, actually. All right. One last thing on this week's show. Does TFC have an MLS game this week? Yes, they do. They have the first of a home and away series against the Chicago Fire. Ooh, we're, so at guess, home, we're at home this week? So I guess it's an away and home series. I don't know. They're away first and we're then away. home. Okay. Yes. Oh, so home this home isn't a home, home series. Well, what, what? This isn't a home game? No, it's next week. Yeah, that's right. I know. As I said, it's really an away Just, and home, but home and away. Anyways, they play ah. Chicago two weeks in a row. Both oh, teams play at home in one of the games. Exactly. Home home. It all works out. Yeah. That's the, the North American uh, um, cliche. Yes. To be used for this situation. Indeed. So the uh, World Cup losers have uh, fallen below the playoff line. Oh, of course you can. I, I know. thought they were going to win it this year. I know, Bringing but in Schweinsteiger was it just wasn't enough. Uh, and they're in a bit of free fall themselves, which means you're probably going to win. Um, so We'll fix what ails you. Exactly. Yes, we will. You got struggles. We got answers. Um, so, yeah, they've lost three in a row. I think they've only gotten... They've only won once in their last, like, six or something. Oh, we'll fix that. <laughs> um, anyway, they're not quite yeah. as bad as TFC right now, but they're working on it. So, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome uh, for the points they're that are coming your way. Things. So, um, yeah, so they're in Chicago. It's a Saturday night match, 8 o'clock kickoff, I think. That sounds reasonable. Mm. Evening. Evening at some time, you know. Yeah. Bridge, Bridgeview Night-timey. is just lovely at night, apparently. Well, probably, yeah. Yeah. I sounds... mean, it's in the name. You've got a view of the bridge. Exactly. How could this possibly be sounds bad? romantic. All right. Um, I feel like I went to the stadium. I don't remember seeing a bridge. Huh. Well, maybe the bridge is gone and the name is like an homage to a bridge. Maybe the bridge is over. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Chester, Chester, Pennsylvania, I think, could be called Bridgeview. Right. That would be a bridge right there. Yeah. It is a lovely view. Mm. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, 
Um, so yeah, so unfortunately, you know, I, you know, MLS, yay, TFC once again, chance to try to fix their struggling season. Uh, yeah. I feel like we say this every week. And some of it will hinge on what happens in Wednesday's Night Voyager's Cup game. You know, that gives you a good game, gives you momentum, gives you optimism, performances from who knows who's playing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But TFC have to start winning MLS games and against teams that are as crappy as they are, even though they're probably crappier because, again, we say this a lot, TFC really is a very talented team. Uh, they just haven't looked like it for... Theoretically. Like, yeah, on paper. Mm. They haven't looked like it for, you know, two months. Three months. So, player to watch for this one. Schweinsteiger. Just love saying that. Sure. Mm. Schweinsteiger! I mean, he should be ready to go after Chicago or the exit from the World Cup, but... That's true. He should be rested by yeah, now. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think he's, he's going to be fine. Uh, I went with newly permanently signed Alexander Katai. Uh, he's tied with Nikolic for goals. They both have nine on the season so far. He's been on a bit of a tear lately and looking uh, annoyingly dangerous. So mm. he's mine. I don't think you need to look any further than Alan Gordon, who's already did oh, in the last encounter it. between the two of them. And That's right. He's had quite a resurgence over the past few Change months. Change the hand. Mm. See, I, no, see, I'm not allowed to say Alan Gordon because I said Alan Gordon, Gordon last yeah. time, and then he did what he did. Yeah. And... So this time it'll be my fault? Yes. Yeah. Tune in next week. Uh, mm -hmm. Bay mm -hmm. Tactics. Um, <laughs> I said the words. Could go with Jim's solution, yeah. Um, keep, it, keep it dour. Yes. I like dour, hope, although... Hope for some random shit to happen there, you score a goal. I expect Josie to play. Um, I think what you're looking for from this week is sort of to use the knockout match in the Voyager's Cup to sort of remind the team both of, of what they have accomplished in the past and to sort of focus in their mindset on these shorter-term goals. They don't need to look to where they need to be when the season ends. They need to look at, they need to start picking up points. They need to win the next match. They need to go out there and be difficult to beat. Slowly reintegrate the new guys. Don't risk any injuries. We're expecting to see a bunch of bodies back this week if... If all the rumors are true. Mm -hmm. So that's going to Chicago be difficult to, to beat and just go from there. Yeah. I'm still going to go with the play with the kids. The, play the kids yeah, the kids. sure. Because my Ottawa thing. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. Well, then, predictions for this one Chicago 2, Toronto 0. What Duncan said. Great. I actually have that written down. 2 2. You have what Duncan said, right? No, two no oh. <laughs> That would have been better. Uh, two two. Uh, if if I was gonna pile on, I would make it seem like it was my idea. Mm. Like if like I didn't write down an answer. Oh yeah, no two uh, two nil. Absolutely no. I had it written down. Therefore, I can admit that. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just thought it'd be funny if it actually said what Duncan said. Uh, TFC win because why not? The season's been ridiculous. Why not keep that? Train we, need, we need to score. For we need to score teams. One nothing. There you All go. Right. All right. Excellent. All right. Okay. That has been our show. Sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. We're really sorry. sorry. Now to page three. <laughs> the diagnosis <laughs> no. of what ails Toronto FC in 2018. Burn just, the book. Just, just take it from him. Take it from him. All right. This has been our show. Our we'll really long show. And thank the heavens that Tony wasn't here because this, this show would be I, like at least yeah, another yeah, half Yeah. No, James. Keep going. Keep going. So uh, I want to thank uh, two of our usual panelists plus our super sub. Free Talks yeah. Live. Seriously. Yeah. Our yeah. super sub. 
Uh, so across me, across from me at the table at Duncan D. Fletcher on the Twitter is Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Goodbye. Um, rambling on, uh, also across from me on the table uh, at Grossi on the Sweet Machine, Mr. James Grossi. Oh yes, thank you. Next four. to me, as usual, is uh, at Kidder Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinkley. Uh, go and, Hamiltons. And you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. KZ Knowles. Uh, Knowles. And until next week, Toronto. Get used to it. I mean, it's necessary that we keep this in. God damn it, go I know, faster. We, we always forget. Well, I, I need to like stretch out the introductions more. I always think I'm about to run out of time. Or the I know. The but we're not used to doing this thing live, so I know. we took a guess. For goodness. The thought occurred to me, had I saw, after I saw the Forge logo, mm-hmm. I was so happy that the team's not based in Burlington. Interesting. Go on. Just be a BJ. <laughs> also, generally, generally just fuck Burlington. Well, yeah. I, that, I Ross's parents don't listen saying. to this, right? No. No.